Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. The first four hours were simply in a moose-bouche. I'm stuffed. I can't remember the last time I ate this much. Sure you don't want no dessert? Not for me. Good. Your table is ready for Carmen and Lima's emerging podcast scene. And we're brought to you by Extend Technologies. X-T-E-N-D-A-V dot com. Hi, Tone. Hello. How you doing? Uh, somebody made a good point when I asked the question if this qualified for heartbreaking. And someone said, I'm sitting here. At the end of your radio show, still seething that they lost this game and might have lost their chance for the playoffs. They're like, that should absolutely count as heartbreaking. Mm. Yeah, probably does. It probably does. I mean, there's no other way. Um, there's no other way you can describe it. I mean, this is a. I, I haven't been this depressed on a radio show in a long time. I got to tell you, I, I don't know when the last time I've been this depressed has been. Yeah, and 2019, 2019 was so bad yeah. in so many ways that I don't think it was one moment in time. Like, we've had bad Monday shows after tough losses, and, you know, at least in the Kansas City game, you're moving the football. Fans will always, you know, they'll always feel better if if Baker's looking good and you're moving the football and you're going vertical. And obviously the Chargers game, uh, tough how they lost it. But, you know, you felt like that offense was back and that your offense – was going to give you a shot down the stretch to not only make the playoffs but make a run. But what we've seen the last five weeks and then culminating with yesterday, a game that you had won. You, you, you thought the way that place was rocking, the way that the Raiders were wilting, you thought you were going to win the game. Then it all hits you in the face. Like, no, you're not in first place. You're in last place. Another another team in the conference that you lose a tiebreaker to. So wild card is over. And now you just have to hope everybody else falls apart, which they might. I mean, they seriously might. But I I can't have any faith in the Browns that their offense is going to be good the rest of the way. I mean, I just have zero faith in their offense, which is averaging six points a half over the last, is it five games? I mean, that's unbelievable. Mm-hmm. Um. I'm honestly not paying attention. I'm looking at your Twitter. I'm sorry. I apologize. Can we talk about this for a second? Yeah. All right. Are you ma- first off? Are you mad at me for looking at your Twitter here? Because I'm looking no. at the replies. I'm sorry. I just got because no. I knew we were going to talk about this, and I want to make it a big deal on the show because I think people want to get their own expect like their own 
reactions out and, and, and hear each other on the show right after the game. So I was going to bring this up during the podcast. No, but what, what's, what's amazing to me always on Twitter is, you know, obviously I've got people that are furious, furious. I said the season was over, furious that I've, I've obviously, I'm obviously not on the Baker bandwagon. I, I don't think, I don't think he's going to help us, especially once he signs a deal and he's actually going to crush us. Mm-hmm. I, I'm, I'm worried about that. So, Obviously, I just don't see it the same way those guys do. But the other thing is, man, I have half the people that totally agree with me. And it's it's incredible that the people that disagree with me don't realize that there are those other people that agree with me. They think everybody watches the Browns game the same way. And when they lose, like I heard somebody on a postgame show yesterday go, yeah, I'm not that mad. I have nothing really, no big beefs. And I'm like, what? Boy, I just don't watch sports the same way you do. I don't, nor do my friends. I mean, my friends are season ticket holders, Ken. Yeah. I've been going to games forever, and they are furious. So who are these fans that are like, ah, we're good, we'll get them next year? I don't know those people. Those are not people in my life. Well, I, I'll tell you and this. Go I'm ahead. wondering if if my friends are not in their lives. Like, who just watches the games? Oh, well, we lost. No big deal. We'll get them next year. No, we never get them next year. That's the whole point, and that's why we're mad. I think that's, that's why we're disappointed. I think that's, some, I think that's what people do when they self-soothe. I'm being serious about that too, and I think you understand what I'm saying. Like, I I started getting emails. Like, I I got some listeners that I've emailed with, g- goodness, a long time. And I had one. There's a guy, Bill in Rochester. He's a good dude, good dude. And Ken, who exactly are these people who said that they were going to be a Super Bowl contender? I was like, Bill, you know damn well there were plenty of people saying that the Browns were Super Bowl contenders this year. Jim Rome. I said you yourself were sending me clips of Jim Rome. Let's not act like this. Let's not self-soothe. And it's it's human nature to try to make something better and to try to put a smiling face on things and to get through it. I understand. But I, th- I still think we need to examine why it's there. And I'm upset that there were 18 guys out because of COVID. I'm upset that a lot of players are going to be testing positive. And now it's like, by the way, have you noticed, and, and maybe it's only Tuesday, I don't know, do they test on Monday still for everybody else? Is I that have what no doing? idea now. Because, they have uh, changed everything, okay, it seems. Because Travis Kelsey had it, and I don't know what's going on with the Chiefs, but, oh, he's going to be able to play on Sunday. Okay, so we're the ones who are going to get it stuck to us. And, and you could say the Bears, too. The Bears got themselves a, a bitch about it, too. But it feels like you're the only one of the ones that are stuck to it, and now we have to deal with that. But you know what? You could have beat the Chargers at L.A. You could have been able to find a way to beat the Chargers. I, I, how did you not? How did you not beat the Steelers? In the game at home against Pittsburgh. How did you not do that? So we were there with our backs against the wall for a reason. So it wasn't like it was blamed on us. But the Browns fans are ultimately powerless for everything that the Browns had done. So we need to try to put a smiling face on it. Because guess what? A lot of these guys can just go. A lot of We, we move on from these players. We may move on from Baker Mayfield even. And the fans are still going to be there. So they say, okay, well, this, this has been worse. This has been worse than this. Has it? Because 1-31, in 31, you can at least look forward to the future. Right now, it's like, what are my questions? What's going on? They're 7-7. Seven and seven. They're not where they need to be. It looks less and less and less by the day that the quarterback's worth $40-plus million. And it looks more and more and more by the day that Paul DiBodesta is the type of guy and the Browns are the type of team that will just go out and start from scratch. Instead, instead of, well, we'll pay him $25 million because he didn't get us to the first round of the playoffs. I don't think they care about that type of thing. So that's something we have to stare right in the face. No matter how I say it, the season's been a disappointment. No matter what we felt about the game going into yesterday, the season's been a disappointment. 
I'm happy that the fans showed up and, and, and were loud and supported the team the best they could. They needed you yesterday, and they had you yesterday, and they almost pulled it off. But they didn't, and the overall theme of things is you're 7-7. Seven and seven. You were supposed to be one of the top teams in the AFC. You're not anymore. We have questions about our quarterback. We have questions about our play calling and our head coach in general, and there's too many more questions and not enough wins. We probably won't make the playoffs because of that now. It's about 90% certain we won't make the playoffs now. So there's no lipstick on any pig to put on about any of this. And now I'm angry. I, mean, I should have said this I'm 30 minutes ago, you. but here I, we are. Maybe maybe you're more tactful at the way you say it than I do, but I don't hear you disagreeing with me at all. No, I'm As far as what, being disappointed? Yeah. Oh, in terms of tactful, if you and I are both doctors – I am the doctor from Forrest Gump, and you are house. Mm-hmm. You okay. have zero. Does that make sense to you at all? You yeah, have zero. 100%. You have zero bedside manner, and I, I do. I put sugar on everything because I, I, I don't have the heart to be mean. And I just, I, I look at your. I, we, we're paying attention to some of the social media stuff, and I have nothing there. I'm like, I, I don't want to do any of this. I don't want to do any of this. I don't want to get involved in any of this stuff. Like, I don't care. I don't. Well, but, but, Kenny, you you obviously don't go to the games uh, as a fan as much. But, you know, when I'm leaving the stadium after a crippling loss, everybody walking up West 3rd, everybody is saying the same things I'm tweeting. So, yeah. again, I ask, who are the people that aren't doing that? They want to hear it from who are themselves the people, or each other. They don't want to hear it from Where them. are they? Where are they watching the games? Are and And how are they okay with it? I'm always amazed by that. I don't think they're okay. I, I don't think they're okay with it. I think they want – I don't know what they want. I don't know. I, I think that maybe there's plenty of people who agree with you, but they just don't want the heat the way that you get the heat. Does that make any sense? No? Yeah, I mean, I don't – look, the, the heat is fine. I mean, good, disagree I mean, with hell, me. That's there's, the whole there's point. There's things that I've agreed with you on. I'm like, I'm not going to say that on Twitter. I'll just say it on the air. What's the point of me looking at my mentions for the rest of the day seeing mean stuff? I don't care about well, that. Sure. I shouldn't care about that. Sure. And I had never I had never until recently blocked really anybody. There were a few people that like literally made death threats and I'm like, "All right, I, I just have to get rid of them." Not because I actually think they're going to do anything. I guess you never know, but just because it becomes such a distraction. But the last 2 weeks, it's been it's been and it's all Browns based and it's all uh, a bun- it's mostly Baker Mayfield, Ma- Baker Mayfield guys, which I you know, I thought we were Browns fans, not not just a fan of one idea of if a quarterback's going to work, but apparently that's what they've committed their lives to, Yeah, is it's Baker or nobody else. Like, there's no chance we can ever upgrade from Baker. It's an impossibility. And I'm like, actually, the Baker we've seen two of the last three years would be one of the easiest upgrades ever because he's been bottom third. He's been lower-tier quarterback. It'd be very easy. That's why Nick Mullins last night, and I know I, I, I'm not expecting Nick Mullins to, to outplay Baker, you know, over time. But Nick Mullins last night gave you the second highest QBR that you've had all season. Yeah. That's how bad Baker's been. That last night, that Mullins game was better than almost every game Baker's played this year. That just that that tells you, yes, of course, Baker is limited. I don't know why they didn't sit him. I think he cost himself a lot of money. We can go back to that conversation to death. But the the idea that they can't upgrade from this quarterback is incredible to me. Then you must not think we have a good front office. You must think we have a bunch of idiots in the front office. Because this would be one of the easiest upgrades ever behind uh, the, the offensive line. And, you know, Conklin's coming off another 
injury, obviously, and we'll see what he is next year. We've got some problems with Wills, but overall, offensive line-wise, it's still an offensive line that a lot of quarterbacks would dream to play behind of. And obviously, uh, as you've referenced, uh, there's a lot of quarterbacks that would stab somebody in alley to have Kareem Hunt and Nick Chubb. They just would. Mm. So if you're telling me that you can't find an upgrade for this quarterback, then I need a different front office. Well, I, I mean, it's not about – I think a lot of people have had a lot of arguments. Pony is calling me like 18 times, and I keep telling him I'm on the podcast. He's called me like four times, seriously. And I'm like, dude, I'm doing the podcast. And then he just sends Joe Mixon with a bunch of exclamation points. So I don't know what he's saying. I think a lot of people – I just think that my role, and maybe it's different for you. I'm not going to speak for you. My role is entertainment. Uh, my role is therapy. That's my role. I, I said before, and I, I don't try to do it too seriously, I'm not a big J journalist. I am not a member of the AP. I'm not a member of the Society of Professional Journalists. I'm not that guy. And my role is basically a glorified clown at times and to be somebody that people can talk to, and, and I try to be inviting about it. And so I just don't, even though I have these opinions and a lot of the same opinions you just shared, which is tough to be truthful about, I share them on the air because then at least people can hear the context of it. They still, there's still some people who get it wrong, but I can't, I can't paint a broad brush of them because there's three or four people on Twitter who wants to get themselves retweets or likes or whatever, because they put themselves over in the big bad media guys in the morning. It's not about that. I just don't take my social media or any of that other stuff too seriously. It's like, I'll say it on the air. And if they have a problem, they can call in and, and we can have some fun with it. But I think what they want is they want somebody who does, you have, you have certain people in your cell phone who you can talk to. And there's a lot of people who don't, and they want you to tell them something that's good news that they can look forward to it. And when you don't have good news for them, they'd rather blame you than blame the team tone. It's much easier to blame you. Well, that's you fine. know that. I don't know where that ever gets. I don't know. I know where that ever gets anybody. Like it it's doesn't. The, it's the team. It's the team that makes the decisions. It's the team that is the root of if it is angst, if it is pain, if it's disappointment, resentment, if all those things. That's that's been the team. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the, when when the Cavs, when the Cavs had LeBron James and they were going to the NBA Finals every year, uh, we were doing pep rallies. <laughs> that's how it works. We did a pep rally when they beat Pittsburgh last year. Did a freaking pep rally. So uh, nobody has a problem with the media when, when you're winning and when when things go the right way. And that's that comes with the territory. No one's going to feel bad. Who cares who cares about us yeah. and our feelings? I do think people, uh, y- you know, what I saw, what Dustin was getting last night, it was, it was embarrassing. There was a lot of people who should be embarrassed. And they've got to remember. All their right. family members see their tweets and their friends see their tweets. Yeah, but – it it is so embarrassing uh, that I mean people said they they were looking up Dustin's address last night. Why? Because the team's not going to make the playoffs. Like, come on. Okay, a, I'm not defending people step, looking up his address. A, I'm not it, defending. It, it, hold on. I'm not defending people looking up his address. And realize how absurd that is. Oh, like he didn't know he was going to piss a lot of people off with that tweet. I'm not defending speaking, looking up his address, think, but you know damn well I, I he knew he was going to piss a lot of people it's off. Not, Look, but it's not our job thing. to worry about pissing people off. It's not our job to worry about Suppose the feelings not. of people. Our job is to tell us is to tell people how we see it. You can agree or disagree. If you're looking up addresses, you got bigger problems in life. Obviously, maybe sports isn't for you. Send me one where someone was looking up his address. Oh, he blo- like the problem is he blocked. 
He blocked so many of them last night, and then he went back to retrieve them, and he didn't know how. Oh, my God. Who was looking up his address? Oh, this is what these people do. These psychos. Was it a quote? I I had a guy. I told you. I had a guy that that, uh, started five or six different Twitter accounts last night. Well, that's interesting. um, To go after me. And it was just block, 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 block. Can he hear that? Because that's good stuff. Oh, yeah. Okay, good. <laughs> I mean, I don't condone. I don't condone looking up his address, right? I don't condone that. Oh, I don't even care. Then call me every name in the book. I've never blocked somebody just for name calling. What I will block, what I'm now blocking, it's a new policy because I told you I've never had to block anybody. Um, if you just become a distraction to me, meaning if you're just repeating yourself, if you're if like one guy this today was exhausting, saying this is all on the media, the media built up the expectations, and I mean if you if you're just gonna tweet at me a hundred times, normally I just mute, but when you can tell this is not this is not somebody looking to engage in a fun debate and a back and forth, because I have guys that do that that mm-hmm. crush me on Twitter and then they say hey have a good weekend, like those are guys that's why I have a Twitter account that's fun. For me, that's me and you. That's what me and you do in the studio. We scream at each other and then we hug it out when we disagree. That's what we're in it for. When it's the mean-spirited stuff, and you could tell, you could tell within you know three tweets if somebody's really willing to have a discussion with you, or they're just trying to make you look bad. Um, if they if they have an evil spirit behind it, Kenny, it's easy to tell. And those are the people I, that get blocked. I just think in a lot of ways, there's a lot of things that I don't even get entertained with because I just think to a lot of folks. Well, because you tell jokes. You just go, you tell jokes on Well, yeah, but that's going like to that. get me in big trouble someday, though, because I'm going to tell the wrong joke and get in a lot of trouble one day. That's just, <laughs> I mean, that's, that's part of the reason. Like, there's been some things that I've tried to joke, and, like, some people have taken it seriously. Um, and I felt bad about that because I didn't know. Really, it's like, okay, well, I can't make jokes anymore because someday I'm going to send the wrong thing, and it's going to – Oh my God! And I'm like, no, that's not my spirit at all. So I, you know, it's it's basically protecting what we can talk about on the show. Mm, and yes, I, I hate to bring it up, but I had a buddy who told me that hey, you know, they're not paying you to argue with people on social media. I go, yeah, that's fine, but I still want to talk to people on social media. And there's people who they just want to have a fight, and I don't need to have the last word. I don't care. I don't care about having the last word anymore. So if, if I've tweeted at you a bunch of times. That's great, and and we can go back and forth. And you can understand where I'm coming from, because people just take it as a big fight because they read everything as an internet fight. That's not what I'm trying to do. I am a person who believes you catch more flies with honey, and I do believe that I could be a little bit more. I always, I, I, I've, I've told you this a billion times. I have felt bad about running callers later on in the day. I have felt bad about that. And Owen looks at me like I'm the biggest idiot in the history of idiots. I have felt bad about running callers. And I think a lot of people know that, and I think a lot of people think that's funny to them, and I think they think I'm, I think I'm weak for even thinking that because they would probably do the same thing. And there's some people maybe on the internet who prey on that, and I just try not to pay attention to that because ultimately, what am I going to do? Am I going to get in some personal fight? And you have to remember this: they know way more about me than I know about them. Same thing with you. The same thing with Dustin. The same thing with Bull. The same thing with everybody. They know way more about it. I don't know any of these people who are sending me to get bleeped on this and stuff like that. So it's like, what's the point? What's the point of me starting a fight? And for Dustin, I'm sorry. You say anything about Baker and it's coming out. So I can't condone and won't condone looking up addresses. But he knew damn well when he said that he was going to get heat. And my God, did he get some heat. 
And I think that sometimes you, which you didn't have any drinks last night, did you? Not many. No, See, no I was actually pretty sober. I kind of want to give you credit here because you kind of lean into it and you just start having fun with it. And I think that's – people don't – Sometimes re- there's a game to it. Absolutely. Oh, there's sometimes, absolutely a game to it. Sometimes there's always that meme of, what is it, the little girl, and there's a huge fire behind her. And she has this demented look on her yep. face, like, look at what I just created. Yeah, look, some of it is to honestly, I told you this before, it's to, it's to crowdsource, it's to workshop, it's to see what people, take an honest temperature. Like, it's one thing, we're all going to be mad after a Browns loss. I mean, if we're real fans, we're going to be mad. But to take the temperature and to see what people are really upset about, what drives them what drives them to have the reactions that they do? I think that's part of the tool of social media. Now you can you can over rely on social media, use it as a crutch. And there have been times, Kenny, where there have been big moves. I've been really quiet yep. because I wanted to go the next day and share every, share my views for the first time. Like sometimes you you, you certainly uh, don't want to don't want to ruin the content. And then there are other times. You know, we're all watching a game last night. That's a great part of Twitter. It's mm-hmm. this communal exercise which you didn't have. 20 years ago. I mean, you, you would watch a game 20 years ago, and you weren't texting with your buddies, and you certainly didn't know what strangers were, were thinking. You didn't know what journalists were thinking. You had to wait until the 11 o'clock news at night and the newspaper in the morning and sports talk radio. That's all you had. Now you have this communal viewing experience, which enhances the experience. We all, we all will say one thing real quick, like, uh, last night was a perfect example. So Donovan Peoples-Jones, Nick Mullins, the one time they actually tried to throw the ball deep, he catches the ball, and if you weren't really paying close attention, you thought that Donovan Peoples-Jones, and we didn't even mention it on the show today, hmm. it was a terrible, t- just it's, it was such a big play, could change the whole game right off the bat. You just thought he dropped the ball. You thought there was no outside influence, he just took his eye off it or whatever and dropped the ball. Mm-hmm. Well, then when you saw the replay and you saw a defensive player made a hell of a play, mm-hmm. he punched that ball out. Then it creates a dialogue. Do you call that a drop? Do you call that a great play by the defense? Is it both? Uh, can it be both? Are those, are those you know, conflicting? Uh, how much of a blame do you put on a receiver for not securing the ball? I told you before that when running backs get the ball jarred out with a helmet, I actually don't really fault them all that much. Some people think I'm crazy. Some people think you can't let that football go. No way, no how. And I'm like, yeah, if a guy comes in very fast, speeding in like a bullet and his helmet dislodges the ball, what are you going to do? That just mm-hmm. happens. That's happened to Nick Chubb before. We're going to say Nick Chubb's not, not good with ball security. But in that case, all these people have these different opinions last night. People are calling me an idiot. Other people are like, oh, he's right. Like it is amazing to watch the game like that, but it is hard to do that all the time. That can get exhausting. Well, I'll tell you something that I kind of want to go on social media about, but I'm not. I just would say we'll, we'll talk about it because then I can have some bit of a back and forth with mm-hmm. people. Like you said, well, season's over, and there are a bunch of people going, wrong, stupid. T-. Well, no, tell me why. I well, said last I said, week we made the playoffs. If, I said last yeah. week that's, that's the emotion of these games. If I, but if I, get, if I get calls on that, like I told you today during a break, now you weren't there to see it. Hopefully you'll be there to see it very, very shortly. Like, Andy came in, he's like, oh, by the way, we're brought to you by Extend, X-T-E-N-D-A-V.com. So, Andy comes in, and he's got all these permutations of the playoffs, and it's like, basically, it looked like I kicked his dog in front of him. Like, Andy, I'm not interested in any of it right now. I, I got to get ready for the next segment, and I'm, I'm just going to read Dustin's tweets. Because I knew what we were going to talk about during the during the uh, podcast, and I'm like, I'm just getting ready for the future. I'm not, I'm not listening to that. Sorry. It's not happening. And he did all this math, and I go, 
No. Do you have any faith based over the first 15? Owen was there. Owen saw it. It looked like someone. someone... I might have set him up to fail on that. Well, one. either way, I was. he's like, I got something for you you're really going to like. I'm going, I don't like that at all. Because you asked me when he came in the studio to talk to me. That's what it was. And I said, Ugh. oh, that's right. Out of hell. I know how it's going to so, go. So 15 weeks. What has proven to me over 15 weeks? Oh, yeah, they're definitely going to go up to Green Bay and win. They're definitely going to go. And, I, and so this is the beauty of it. And this is why I won't get mad. If they go up to Green Bay and win, great. The only people who think they're going to go up to Green Bay and win are blind optimists. And every now and then, the blind optimist gets a nut. And they get to they get to be excited about it. And I'm glad. We all win if they win. But if I were to break it down, seven and a half point underdogs. I, I'm still not sure the status is here. I mean, goodness gracious, Jamie Gillen, you find him on the side of a milk carton somewhere right now. And that's just one. I mean, it's been a few weeks for him all of a sudden. Like, when, when are guys going to be able to come back? And then I'm supposed to go up to Green Bay when everybody's as down as they are. I mean, they they basically acted as if the season was over because the season is, in a lot of ways, over. And we could bring up the math all we want, but we all know the truth here. But you can hear the context and the inflection and the anger and the desperation and the frustration in my voice. It's not just something that someone reads from a whole media guy. That's not the case. So I decide not to. It's the same thing where people bitching their ear off about Joe Woods, call him the biggest crock in sports. Why? His defense held him to 16 points last night. You had Nick Mullins on the offensive side. If Javante Moffitt came up and threw your grandmother down the, down the stairs, you wouldn't know who the hell Javante Moffitt is. He was in the first series moving guys around in the secondary because they had no practice. Mm-hmm. And we're going to bitch about what Joe Woods did yesterday? But people don't get that. So if I go out there and go, hey, you know, I'm, I complain about a couple of things. I'm not going to bitch about Joe Woods. Then I got every Tom, Dick, and Harry sending me nasty messages. I'm just going to be staring at my phone for the rest of the day instead of going, hey, you know what? I got some thoughts on Joe Woods, and we'll talk about him at 640, and we'll take your calls, and you and I can talk about it. Or we can do it on the podcast as well. That's fine. So there's just, it's gotten to the point where I use it for promotion. I use it as a gag. I use it to mess around with you. That's what I do. Other than that, what's the, I got this big, bold opinion. Who cares? No retweets ever gave me a job at 92.3 The Fan. No retweets ever gave me a job with the Browns or with CBS Sports Radio. No amount of retweets ever gave me that. It's all been what we've done on the air together. Sorry. So you're saying I shouldn't give opinions anymore on that? You can do what? No, you can. That's the beauty of it. You can do whatever you want. But I'm just here to tell everybody that stuff in real. It's not real. I mean, Jesus. If if we all thought that this was real, would Hillary Clinton have won the election in 2016? I mean, if we're being honest with each other, remember what Twitter was saying? It was a landslide. They said she'd dominate the popular. And then I thought she'd dominate dominate everything. (laughs) Excuse me. I thought Donald Trump would dominate everything according to Twitter in 2020. Mm Mm-hmm. If guys, it's proven, it's not real. The majority of people don't look at that thing, or they don't take it too seriously. And I think it's not even the fans. Like the fans, it's just a fantasy world to them. We're again, we're clowns, we're cartoon characters, and some of us are just taking it way too seriously. Who cares? Not you. I think no, you. That's, that's, I think you lean into it and fine. have fun. Actually, but that's I, just... it, it is. And then eventually the fun turns into you're just battling people. So you have to you have to figure out, you know, what that balancing act is. And, you know, last night at some point I had to say, all right, I've got a bunch of people that agree with me. I've got a ton of people that don't. Good night. We'll talk to you tomorrow. And then you see and normally 
you know, 24 hours later, or in this case, you know, eight hours later, uh, the temperature comes down a lot of times. And I would say today, uh, there there wasn't outrage. We weren't screaming and yelling. We had some callers scream and yell. I think one of them got made into a promo mm-hmm. uh, later in the show. But it's always interesting to, to to take the temperature on a game like that, which which you know just brings me back to how devastating a loss was that last night. There's some people that don't think it was, and I've got a lot of people telling me, Anthony, they are going to win the division, and I'm just like, I just don't think they've earned that. I think you're just saying that because you're a Browns fan and you live in Cleveland. I think you'd see the same percentage of fans in every city would just say that because that's the gear that they have. That's the the Christmas gear they're getting for their loved ones. I don't think you're really making a case that they're going to earn it. Mm-hmm. I think you're more or less saying the other teams are going to fall apart and you will uh you'll see you'll succeed and take advantage because of it. But I just don't know what any of you have seen from the Browns this year that gives you that kind of faith. Yeah. And I will say this for one more thing. I will say this for one more thing about social media. I should get this off my chest as well. There are people who are writers and they don't have shows or they don't have podcasts or they, you know, that's their voice. That's fine. That's their voice. If they take it seriously, they can take it seriously. But ultimately, I just think it's a website that you can, you can still hide in anonymity. You can still create your own persona. You can still say whatever you want to behind the cloak uh, of, of anonymity, and I just—that's why I just, in a lot of ways, I don't feel it's real. And I think there's think a lot should, of. Do you think they should verify everybody? Yes, I, I, I do. I actually do. I, I think there's a lot of people who have blue check marks who just—they get so wrapped up in this stuff, and they get it from some guy who has a—I mean—has like an emoji on his Twitter account. It tells him "f you." Oh God, I can't believe you're saying this to me. Like I don't care. It's probably a 13-year-old kid. Yeah. You know, it's like, who who cares? Like, there are some guys who are nuts, and that's, you know, that's that's sad. But there are probably a lot of 14-year-old kids who, oh, I got kicked off of Twitter. Let me make another one here. All right, I'm going to tell did you I'm going to bleep off. All right, yeah, I got kicked I ta- off of Twitter. Let me make another one here. Can't help. Did I ever tell you about the guy who was uh, somebody that I actually took in as a reclamation project? A guy that had known a lot about me. Clearly had not, I don't think he'd been like in my in my group of friends or anything like that. Okay. But he definitely knew a lot about me. This is interesting. And he knew about my family. He went as low as you can go, right? Things you just wouldn't say to a stranger. And eventually I kept engaging him. I wanted to find out why. Like we have to get down to the bottom of this. And I had turned it around, Kenny, over like the course of a month. We were actually having normal sports conversations. This wow. is after this is after he threatened me. This is that, and I actually took the time, <laughs> what, and, but it, but it taught me a lesson. Threat? What it was taught the me threat? a bad lesson? But oh, but th- this this was this was a guy that, um, and I told you he knew way too much about me. Knew some of my friends, knew details of my friends, and he was making fun of me at one point over death in my family. And I know most people just walk away, block the guy, but I wanted to know why. It was almost like an experiment mm-hmm. as a case study. I wanted to, to, to find out what made him tick, why he was doing this, and what his beef really was. Because normally it comes down to some sort of a beef. It might be they, they wish they had this job or might have been over a girl in the past. You just never know. And I, I had it to a point where I actually was conversing back and forth, and we were talking sports, and I said, you know what? Hey, maybe I made a difference in this guy's life. He's, he's acting normal. And then 
he blew up at me again. And I said, that's it. I tried. And I said, I'm never doing this again. I'm never doing it again. I tried. I thought I thought we had had this uh, this this great bonding. I thought maybe we'd have a beer one day. A guy that had threatened me and made fun of death in my family. And then I realized this is a waste of time. Why would I ever waste my time on something like this again? It kind of ruined it for everybody. But it That's just gets really to the sad. point where it, it is sad. Is I actually sad do feel story. really bad. It is sad. It's totally sad. And and some people, maybe they just can't help themselves. And social media is a very toxic place and a place that not everybody necessarily has the stomach for. I had a guy recently who blew up at me. And I said, why are you blowing up, blowing up at me? He goes, I got no one else who blow up. I got no one else I can trust that will actually <laughs> respond to me for blowing up at him. I go, yeah, but if you say something mean enough, I'll just mute you. It's not a big deal. I'm yeah, not going to block I, you. I'm I not going to give you the people. satisfaction. But I'll just, I will mute. I don't care. Right. That's fine. And it takes a By while. By the way, like, that guy I was talking about. something over and over and over again before I mute. What? Oh, that guy I was talking about? Yeah. It was Daryl Ryder. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app.